Well, see, the point is, um, for a while you have all the uh, all the cheers, the uh, yells and shouts, the tossing of cats into the air, the uh, congratulations, the greeting cards, the parties, the cakes. But but inevitably the celebrations stop, and then uh, what happens to the newest alumni? Alumni next. Hello. Hi, Suzanne. How you doing? Um. Well, I'm I'm making a new costume that doesn't call for jewels or sequins. The way I'll be um, decorating it is with the uh, some lace, um, uh, loose and strung pearls. Um. But the majority of but but most of the decoration will be uh, satin stitched embroidery. Yeah, that sounds interesting. What what colors are you using? Um, well, for a long time, I wanted to make um, a, a fancy cape that was uh, yellow on the outside and white on the inside with yellow inserts. But then I thought, if I go to all the trouble to make that cape, what do I wear with it? So. Um, so there will be a a, a one shouldered yellow gown too. Oh, that's cool. So you like yellow? You have a lot of yellow. Um, yeah, yellow is my favorite color. If you want to get the exact shade that I'm crazy about, just look at your average white lemon uh, in, in either a home or a supermarket. Okay, so not not a banana, but a lemon. Um, uh, lemon lemon is just a little bit darker than banana. I see. That's a nice, especially for the summer, that's a nice color, I guess. <laughs> well, that's what the, well, that's what the finished costume will be for, summer events or uh, or events that take place in uh, uh, temperature variegating uh, faculty, uh, facilities. It may make sense. So you want to talk about graduation? Is that, is that what the, the topic tonight is? I want to talk, I want to talk about a funk of this that's always fostered at graduation. Oh, okay. Well, go ahead. The um, floor is yours. <laughs> um, when you, when you've been going to and from work, have you been passing any signs or, uh, uh, billboards that that congratulate uh, the current graduating class. Yeah, yeah, that's this is the time of uh, year when you see that. Because when I go to and from work, I pass by a number of houses that have these stand-up signs in the front yard. Uh, a big um, white square with the name with the first name of the graduate on it, and then. Uh, Something else at the top and the bottom acknowledging the school and the year 2022 or whatever whatever year uh, the person is graduating in. Yeah, you, you never see one for like a super senior. Right? I beg your pardon. 
never see one saying, you know, congratulations after six years of high school. Uh, you don't see that. Um, no, they don't. They don't count um, seventh or eighth grades. They count only uh, grades nine through twelve. No, I, I know that. I'm just making a joke. If somebody failed a couple of times. Come on now, that uh, that's not appropriate for a, uh, for an in-depth, meant-to-be, uh, conscientious interview. Well, I, you know, you don't want to leave those kids behind. Some some kids take six, seven years to graduate, right? Um, well, my point is, I've said I've, I said I'm debunking a myth. Um, some slogan or a quip that, that might be... Uh, printed on greeting cards or sometimes on uh, uh, celebratory cakes or, or, or spoken to the graduates is, the world is yours. I see. And then, then they have one something that would say that the world is your oyster or something like that. The door? No, the, the world is your oyster. Um, no, I never heard of, I never heard of, uh, um, it applied to oysters. Yeah, I think if they're allergic to shellfish, then they get to leave that out. <laughs> um, well, see, the point is, um, for a while, you have all the uh, all the cheers, the uh, yells and shouts, the tossing of cats into the air, the uh, congratulations, the greeting cards, the parties, the cakes. But but inevitably, the celebrations stop, and then. Uh, what happens to the newest alumni al alumni next? Uh, they're set to. They, they say now they have to. Now they have to uh, make their mark on the world or uh, uh, earn their place in the world, which means they have to uh, go out and look for jobs. And that doesn't mean that they get a job. They get jobs right away, or that they um, automatically gain some high rank in uh, uh, a company or uh, corporation. Every every company has uh, some uh, ladder of hierarchy, somewhat like the uh, the ranks in the different uh, armed forces. Well, if, if, if you made a lot of great achievements uh, while you were in school, they won't count when you uh, when you try to get a job. No, you got to start at the bottom. Right? That, that, that's right. You can't start at the top or, or even uh, somewhere somewhere high up. You're stuck with uh, uh, an entry-level position, and then you, you, you try to you try to assert yourself, and, and you're uh, bogged down by rules and regulations, and usually uh, uh, the higher-ranking people in whatever entity it is. So, so what's the myth that you want to dispel? The world is yours. You, you can't you can't make your mark on the whole world immediately upon uh, graduation. You're stuck with starting small and building up gradually if you if you can build up at all. Right. So you think that's a false advertisement? What? It's the false advertisement. Yes, yes, it is. Mm -hmm. And who should we blame for that? Who should we write to? No, blame, blame. Who should we blame? To? Um, blame. Uh, 
Well, um, some people say the phrase right then and there, you know, one-on-one to a a new alumnus or alumna, the the way you and I are talking directly right now, or or the signs put up as a slogan on uh, billboards or uh, congratulatory cakes or maybe greeting cards. So the originators of those um, objects are, are the ones to blame. Mm-hmm. So do you think people end up being disappointed uh, shortly after graduating? Um, yes. I Now, I had a job interview the day after my college graduation uh, for an assisting teacher's job. Uh, I, 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 all through... Uh, um, the last few days before I graduated and on the day itself and on the next day I, I felt content everything seemed so perfectly set so um, guaranteed and then uh, and then after I had the job interview I never heard from the school again mm-hmm. but it usually takes more than one job interview to get the job of course but um, but I ended up I ended up having a lot of them and getting nowhere and uh, when when I wasn't uh, traveling to or from a, a job interview, my, my parents bore down on me about uh, um, having too much leisure time. And my mother especially said, you better um, get on your toes and find a job or else. Mm-hmm. And they were all uh, teaching jobs? Is that what you were going for? Um. Most of them were, but then uh, my father blackmailed me into learning how to type because because uh, he claimed that typing jobs um, were around in almost any company you could think of and made a lot of money. Um, so, so in the end, uh, you know, I, 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 I broke down. Because because uh, my father was uh, bearing down on me, I learned how to type, um, and then then I was told go look for some secretarial job. Well, well there also I had many interviews, but uh, but no fruitions. Um, I I was sidetracked from looking for a teacher's job to looking for a a secretarial job because I had been blackmailed into learning how to type. In in the end, I ended up in this Philadelphia job that had absolutely nothing to do with teaching or or, or performing arts. I see. So was your major in college education? Is that what you majored in? I majored in early childhood education. Okay, and then you had, you got certified and all that. Well, well, that's the idea. You're supposed to get certified, but um, um, I never could find uh, the right information about uh, how to be put through it. Hmm. You're, well, I mean, your school's supposed to do that and it's supposed to put you through like practicum and that kind of stuff to get your teacher's license. Um. Um. I did have. Uh, a student teaching course um, during during my last half year uh, of college. 
did, did you have to take a, I think, I don't know if they had it back then, but I think it's called praxis exam. Practice exam? It's a, it's a practice with an X. Uh, it's a, it's um, a, no. um, I, I don't know, no, but I, I, mean, never, back I, then, never, I never heard of them at my time. Yeah, that's what they would make you do that now in order to get your license to, uh, to your teacher's license, certification, that we call it. Uh, um, um, I was assigned by my college to go to uh, some um, early childhood uh, facility elsewhere in Philadelphia, and then uh, um, when I had been there a while, I was called back, and then, then they assigned me to another one. But it didn't lead to so any... now I, I did get experience uh, working with the youngsters and uh, figuring out activities for them, but uh, but what it all came to waste was because uh, I didn't get uh, a teaching job uh, shortly after I graduated. So. How could people say the world is yours? Yeah, it's a it's an over exaggeration for most people. So you were working as a as a typist. Yes, and that I don't really I really don't like to disclose because. Uh, because my mother said I could not call myself a performing artist unless that was how I spent my time 24-7, 365. Uh, you should have told it. She never saw you type. <laughs> Tell it's an art form. Well, well she, she typed. She had, a, she had a job as a medical secretary. Mm-hmm. Well, back then, that's, that was, I mean, even today, obviously, you have to type using a computer keyboard instead of the typewriter, but it's the same same skill. Yeah. Well, also being channeled through a lot of complexities that, uh, that tend to uh, veer you off course, whatever your original objectives were, uh, you don't get to keep them intact. They get... Uh, uh, they get sidetracked, they get distorted or or annihilated altogether. Yeah, that's true. It, it seems, I mean, that statement about, you know, if you're not making money selling art, you're not an artist. I don't think, I don't agree with that. But, but don't you see that, that they're being, um, um, the newest alumni, um, must be millions all over the country um, have have specific aims and objectives, but when they start out in the work world, um, they get all fouled up the way I described. So how can they say? So how can somebody say the world is yours? Yeah, the more accurate statement should have been the world is your disappointment. <laughs> Because then if you make something of yourself, it's a nice surprise. But most people don't end up doing what they intend to do. And people do different kind of stuff. So is that a, would you say I debunked the myth uh, satisfactorily? Yes, I, I would agree with that statement. That the, the world is not your uh, anything. <laughs> 
the world is not yours at all. That should be a statement. <laughs> Do the best you can is more accurate. The world isn't yours at all? Yes. That what you said? Yes, that's, that's my statement. <laughs> I will be the anticlimactic graduation speaker.
wishing them well, and then, uh, but then the alumni have uh, bitter struggles ahead of them. Uh, yeah, I mean, I think that everybody would have some sort of struggle, no matter what you do. I mean, unless you come from extremely uh, privileged background and I don't know, wealthy family, everybody's going to start somewhere, and you work your way up and do the best you can. I don't think that's that's very unique to any any place in the world. Everyone deals with their own issues, I guess. I think I think we've covered enough. Do you think so? Yeah, absolutely. I mean, I, I do agree with you that over exuberance and, and uh, over exaggeration and expectations are a little over the top for my taste. But I come from more uh, realistic background, I guess. But I think I think we covered it. So thank you, Suzanne, for another lovely conversation. Um. All right. If there are any. Um, just graduated or soon to graduate people have tuned in on this. Beware! That, that's a good warning. Oh, before we hang up, uh, how was your, you did two parades this weekend for Memorial Day? Um, uh, no, no. I, I did one parade on Memorial Day itself. The other event was on the Friday of Memorial Day weekend, the opening day. But that was not a parade. It was a ceremony uh, on the beach, officially opening it and the ocean uh, to the summer tourists. Okay, and that was Ocean City, New Jersey, right? Yes. Okay, and then on Memorial Day, you did a parade at the, was it Falls Church, Virginia? Falls Church, Virginia. That's about 15 miles west of uh, D.C. Mm-hmm. How was that? Um, oh, I had a I had a good procession, and I uh, but it was very hot. Well, you figure that Virginia is uh, uh, maybe at least a hundred, maybe maybe two hundred miles uh, uh, south of uh, of New Jersey. Right. So it's, you think it's a little bit warmer there. Uh, a warmer climate. Right. Okay, so everything was good. No, no nothing. Neg- negative, no one screaming, bubble buoy, anything like that. Right. Um, well, see, I was hot. I had to make sure to keep myself hydrated. Now, I thought from previous experience, um, uh, the parade, the, the procession would always stop every once in a while and then start moving again. But what happened was the uh, the entry immediately ahead of me kept on moving, which had, which meant I had to keep moving too. So I didn't have any chance to hydrate myself during the brief periods that the, um, the entries would be temporarily stopped before moving on. Yeah, see, what, did you get some chance to drink water? If it's that hot, it's not a good idea not to um, drink. I. I, I made sure to hydrate myself before and after the parade. Okay, well, that's important. So I'm glad you did that. All right, Suzanne. Well, thank you again. And, and I'm, I'm happy to hear that you had two good experiences uh, this past weekend. And uh, we'll, uh, we'll talk soon. Okay. Bye-bye. Thanks again for the opportunity. All right, anytime, Suzanne. Bye-bye. Have a good night. Bye-bye.